Welcome to a very special episode of the Jordan High 2004 podcast. This is Steve. This is Gonzo. Bonus episode number three. I don't know. Once, twice, three times a lady. We're just going to keep bonus episodes all the time. It's like we're going to keep doing these bonus episodes until you tell us to stop. <laughs> How you been, Gonzo? Good. So we I've had like a crazy, like it's been super busy. Like the last six six, seven weeks have been super crazy at work. And today was like the last day of it. And I've just been like working a ton, but it's done. Today was the last, like an inventory count and it got done and, you know, don't have to, I'm going to like take some time off and relax. High five. High five. <laughs> Good. Do yeah. you feel like the audio went well? Oh no, it did. It, it went, it went really well. Everything went, went well, pretty smooth, you know, as, as, like it's more of it's like an intense uh, form like an intense audit it's called like a quality of earnings and you know there's no there's always going to be something but the stuff that they found was minimal yeah well enjoy your time off yeah i mean i have tomorrow off (laughs) (laughs) but in january i'm taking a little time off you've earned it you've earned it i can I tell you a story? Yeah, I want to hear. So our last interview we did with David Duper Parker. I loved it. So he gave us those CDs, right? Yeah. Have you listened to yeah, the Yeah, I've been listening to it, yeah. Super nostalgic, right? <laughs> so uh, I listened to Straight Through just to, I don't know, just to see what it was like. And I was like really feeling it. And so when Roland by Limp Biscuit turned on, I turned it up all the way, <laughs> blew the speakers in my car. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. So now it's like... Anything that I hear in my back right speaker just like <laughs> so. Thanks, Duper. Oh, that's funny. I was, like, I was just rolling in my car like I was seventeen, just like editing all my swear words and just like looking at the cars next to me. <laughs> I think I'm crazy, but uh, good job. <laughs> that's I, so funny. Yeah, it's been fun listening to those. Yeah, those are cool. It, 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 it takes you back. When I told Natalie, I let her look at that list. She was like, "Those are some great songs." It's like, yeah, by Usher. Yeah. You got, I believe in a thing called love. I love it. It's like one of my top five favorite songs of all time. Yeah. But then you got the middle by Jimmy Eat World. You got uh, tribute by Tenacious D. <laughs> yeah. So, and I saw you put in the playlist and shared it. Yeah. So. so, I mean, there's some songs on there from, you know, there's a little bit of everything. There's some country, there's some pop, there's some rap. No, it was, so, it's a great, yeah. If you guys listen David. to that, yeah, tell us what you think. Give us a listen. <laughs> um, and you can thank David for that list. So then with this bonus episode, I think you've met, you've said this, like almost every single opportunity you've had, you've mentioned just like my interview is the shortest. My episode is the shortest (laughs) one out of all the episodes. Yeah. It's like, I have a feeling like you, you had stuff that you wanted to say that you maybe didn't say in your episode. And I feel like this is an opportunity for that too. I we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I, I think it's just, uh, when I've listened to it, when I talked with Natalie, she was just like, yours was really short. And it's like, you went through some stuff in high school and then you became a dentist. It's like, you've had hard <laughs> stuff and you've had, you've had experiences that I think would be good to share. Right. It's changed a lot. Like we've changed our format, right? Before right. we were thinking like, Hey, 20, 30 minute episodes. And yeah. we were doing two of them a week and now we're doing one every two weeks and they're a lot longer. And so we'll see, we'll see how it goes. And I think today, is going to be awesome. I, what we wanted to do 
just do a recap. I think it'd be really awesome to just recap 2021, just kind of talk about our podcast, talk about the year, um, maybe pull out some highlights. Also, you and I can talk about our lives. Like we've had big years. A lot of stuff has happened this year. Yeah, it's tons of tons of things. And then maybe just kind of wrap it up, just as cliche as it is, maybe talk about some New Year's resolutions and, and yeah. goals for next year. Yeah. Sound good? Absolutely. Okay. So I guess we'll we'll see. We'll see how much comes out, but uh, I do have stuff I always want to share, you know, if, if people want to listen. <laughs> I want to hear it. <laughs> so uh, maybe I'll start, Gonzo, by asking you, uh, maybe maybe give a recap, just some, some of your feelings about the podcast, about, you know, maybe some highlights, things that really stood out to you over this last year, or just general feelings about it. Yeah, so since since we've talked about like, hey, let's do like a 2021 recap, I've been thinking about it a lot. And I mean, I, I honestly, I have loved doing this podcast. It's been, if we, if no one listened, I would still like do it. Cause it's hundred percent. It's been for me, it's been such a good thing personally to reach it. It's been a great excuse to reach out to people that you want to talk to, but it's like, you know, it'd be weird to like people that you have just a, a, a small connection with that you're like curious about them. It's just like, it's been such a good excuse to like, you know, to like for me to like talk to Hamza or something. Mm -hmm. It's just like, I would have never reached out to him, but our conversation, it was one of my favorites and it, it opened up like a side into his mind, into his experience growing up. And that with, with everyone, everyone has been so great at being open at um, being vulnerable at sharing so it's been, it's been a cool thing. And it, it scratched an itch for me too, that through 2020, through the pandemic, I have been, I've been feeling isolated. I've been feeling like a lack of connection with other people. So it's been also a great opportunity to do that. It's been, and I don't know how much, how much further you want to go into it, but between like, it's been a great excuse to see you often, like a scheduled at least we have a scheduled hangout that no yeah. matter what i'm gonna like we're gonna get together and for me it's been great too and and i don't know if you remember like we'd have it's like when we we're 15 or, or 16 or whatever we'd have a sleepover and we'd chat mm -hmm. it's been almost that feeling of like getting together and like just talking but now at, at 35 which you know it's like you have that with your wife you know you'll like you'll have that one person to like go and talk to, but it's been awesome to, to have that with you too of like, we're, we're done talking to someone and then we can just kind of, you know, brain dump the stuff that's been in our mind and, um, and, and talk to someone that you're close to. Yeah. So that's been, that's been amazing for me. It's, it's been great. I, I feel like we ought to get like an old computer and get like worms three and <laughs> age of empires and download Napster again. Um, I, I will echo everything you just said. Same. I love just getting together. Uh, if you guys don't know, like Gonzo and I are just hugging each other. so close <laughs> right now. Um, But it's been awesome to, I love everything you said, talking to people that we were friends with. It's like, yeah. we, we've kind of said how like a lot of times when we're talking to some of our friends, it's like the episodes don't get as deep because we're just like so happy. Get to so excited. Yeah. Remember this memory and this memory, but to really just, I mean, I feel like we've run the gamut. Like there's been so many different experiences and just really 
I think eye-opening experiences that I've learned from. Um, like Hamza is a great example. I think one of my favorite moments is like Rafi. Rafi was like, yeah, I'll be on your podcast when she had no idea that she was like the <laughs> she first was number episode one. and we didn't yeah. know what we were doing. And, but I mean, probably the most rewarding thing besides getting to talk to these people is when, whether it's someone who we have had on the show or just someone listening, like when they send us these emails that are just like, Hey man, like I really liked this or, uh, you know, just the feedback we get that, like you said, if nobody listened at all, I still love it. Except for like, I hope people would listen just to send back that feedback. Cause like that, like that is 100% worth it. Like, yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sending in your thoughts. And like, thanks for, you know, when you tell us that you love the episodes or you have a good experience and it helps you in some way, that means the world to me. And I think it's awesome that we get to just hang out. And when the cameras and the mics turn off, we just get to we get real deep. And yeah. um, I think it's been great. And I think those discussions, one, have helped us a lot. I think those discussions have really helped us navigate stuff happening in our personal lives. I think those conversations have really helped us. Kind of like you said, like having your spouse, having someone there that you can really talk to. I think I kind of, maybe I, I can relate it to that. Like you said, where I feel like I could tell you anything and you can tell me anything and it's not like it's not a there's no judgment it's just yeah. like you're able to tell me thoughts that you you have not even fully thought through you're just yeah, like exactly like and a soundboard exactly next week you're like everything i said now i think completely different <laughs> and it's totally fine you know it's yeah. like yeah and so i it's been great and so i'm glad that we are scheduled like into may so we're going to continue to talk to people and that means that we also get to continue to talk and it's cool. Like we get to yeah. just hang out all the time. And yeah, no, it's it goal fulfilled. Cause remember, I think in the first and one of our first episodes, I said, it's like, we used to live really close together before you finished like <laughs> dental school. And we saw each other maybe once a year, Yeah, but it's like, now it's like, it's, uh, it's fulfilled the goal of like getting to see each other. And, uh, and it's been great. Yeah. So let's keep it going. Okay. Perfect. So do you, do you want to talk about like our individual changes? Like how, like about 2021, how, what's happened in your life? What are the big changes that, that have happened to you in 21? Yeah. I, I, I think that'd be great just to, I think that, like you said, if there's more things I wanted to say, I, I think this would be a great time to do it. So, I mean, do you feel like with your marriage, has your marriage changed? Have have the way that you've parent changed in 21 your your relationship with with church with your uh with your faith has that has that um evolved in 21 as well yes yes and yes so i'll i'll start with your first question with my marriage yeah i mean shoot i i can't say enough good about natalie like she's my favorite person i love her and she is very good for me. She's very good to me. And we fight just like anybody else in a marriage or in a relationship. We have our ups and our downs. And it'd be weird if you didn't fight. <laughs> yeah. No, she just doesn't just do what I say all the time. And so what's been really helpful for me and the changes I've made, like we, we did marriage therapy with a therapist for over a year. Uh, I have a personal therapist I go to. She has one that she goes to. And I think the biggest thing that I have learned is, 
is just the open communication. One of the lessons I learned after, after we talked to James, like he talked about yeah. Brene Brown. It's like, I listened to a ton of her stuff and my therapist had me go through a lot with her. I, I started listening to her stuff too. And it's really good. Yeah. Um, and I think the, maybe the biggest lesson I've learned that sticks with me is too often we're afraid to say no or yes right away. And rather than be uncomfortable right now for the next 90 seconds by telling you no, like, sorry, no. Instead saying yes or holding something in and then having resentment about it yeah. afterward. And so I've been a lot better about trying to express my true feelings in the moment. Am I good at it? No. Like I'm getting better at it. And the best thing I've learned relationship-wise is our our fights don't last as long or the bad feelings go away faster because I'm open sooner rather than bottling it inside and then like blowing up. And then, but I, here's a personal thing about me. I, I hate spontaneity. I didn't used to be that way. I was always like, want to do this right now? Good. Let's do it. But now it's just, whether it's with time, big decisions, money, stuff like that. Like when it gets thrown on me and I don't have any time to prepare, or I'm like blindsided by it. I'm like, I, I can't, I like, I need to think about it. I, I can't just say yes to this thing. Yeah. And that's been, that's been hard because you can't plan out everything in life. And so when stuff comes up, that that's been hard. And that's probably the biggest thing I'm working on right now is how do I make decisions that are good for me and safe for me while also all of those decisions affect my partner, Natalie, because she has stuff she wants to do. And so just finding that balance and that's, that's been a hard journey, honestly, like just figuring that out while also trying to be nice and be a good dad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's relationships are our work. And it's one of those things, like, I mean, you've kind of put us on counseling too. And it's just, I mean, we've talked about this before, but it's just like Bonnie and I aren't like, it's, it's not like we were on the verge of anything like bad, but it's, it's one of those things like you work on, like you exercise to work on your body. You do continuing education or something to improve your skills at at job at your job and then like your marriage is probably your most important relationship you have it can't just be a coast it's like it's got to be something that you the more you work you put into it the more effort the more fulfilling it can become so i feel like for for us i mean and i I don't want to speak for bonnie but for myself i feel like we are at our at our best like that we've been so far like in our marriage and it's just like you were saying, we we have disagreements just like anyone. But for, earlier in our marriage, we would have disagreements. And then sometimes we'd have to kind of like wait for them to blow over. And what's changed over the last year is that we, I think both of us are making the effort to resolve things, to understand each other, to validate each other. Like we have, we've been able to get some of the tools and some of the language to understand how to resolve conflict to understand like my needs when it comes to a disagreement and her needs too. It's just like, and, and giving, you know, making the effort to like give a little on each side. So it's, you know, it's, I see what you're saying. And, and it, I mean, for us, it's been, that has been a, a big change this year too. I mean, I'm happy with it. Yeah. And I, I've, I've seen it. And I think the conversations like from almost a year ago to now, like hearing you and I talk about our marriages with yeah, each yeah, other. And it's sure. like the things we talk about have evolved and it has changed and it's shown growth. 
and it's been hard. Like I'm proud of you guys for the work you've put in. I'm proud of me and Natalie for the work we've put in and we're not there yet, but. And it's one of those things too, that, I mean, it's giving, cutting yourself some slack, cutting your partner some slack. Like, I feel like the more you, you can sense that they are trying, the easier it is to do that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because you're always going to fall back into like some sort of old habit that may not be the healthiest and understanding that, that like, that's a natural, normal thing. And like, I don't know how that fits in, but I'm just saying like, that's also been something like being able to forgive yourself a little bit Mm -hmm. and also talking through to talking to people about the relationships. Like when we had Jessica Carvine or whatever, and she's talking about um, like gaslighting, it's like. And she's even saying, like, you don't, a lot of the times you don't, like, people who gaslight aren't purposely gaslighting. And I can understand that. And I can see, like, they're trying to make, a lot of times you may be trying to make your reality be the reality. It's just like, this is the reality. And if that's not your reality, you're wrong. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. and, like... I don't want to do that. You know, it's just like, but, it, but I know that at times, like, that's the fight. That's the argument. It's like, she's got her perception and I have my perception. And I'm just telling her like, your perception is wrong. Cause like, obviously my, my perception, yeah. you know, so it's, it's like, like there's, there's not one lens. Like exactly. we each have our own lens where we're looking at it and it's not the same. So being aware of that and being like trying to, to not, to not gaslight essentially. Right. So, yeah, no. So I think, I mean, Kudos to us. <laughs> like, moral of the story, we're awesome husbands. <laughs> Getting better all the time. Um, uh, so I'm put a disclaimer, Natalie and Bonnie can't listen to this. <laughs> um, so that has been, I'd say that's like one A, just like the biggest change, hardest, I don't want to say struggle, but I, I'll say struggle, I guess. Like just, it's taken a lot of work. Right. Um, and I think it, we're trending in the right direction. I like our trajectory. How about, uh, like you brought it up, how about like faith and religion-wise? Yeah, so I mean, I wanted to talk about this. And like, so Bonnie and I left the, the LDS church. And I was like, it's not something really like, it's not super public, but it's not either, it's not private either. But I felt like, I wanted to talk about it on the podcast a little bit. Like, for example, when Adam Watson was on, he mentioned, like, he, his big hobby, his big passion is, like, church history, like, learning about church history and things like that and reading into church history. And we're like, oh, that's awesome, but we kind of glossed over it. But I, I kind of wanted to, like, get into it more and, like, but at the same time, I didn't want to, like, blindside him. And because he, like him and his his wife and I both were missionaries together. So he knows, like, he knows I'm Mormon or whatever. So he could easily be expecting two sympathetic ears and not someone who's going to come from a, spect- a skeptical point of view or mm-hmm. ask him some kind of questions that maybe he was uncomfortable with or he wasn't ready or prepared for. Or disillusioned. Like, so, then, just, yeah. so then at that time I was like, I, I just like, it was hard for me to navigate that. But I feel like it's important for me to share it or at least share that I, that Bonnie and I left. So then, you know, it, it can be an open conversation and no one can be surprised by it because I, I did. I was like, you know, it's like, how would you, if someone that's in, interested in studying that, how would, how did you reconcile like 
some of the stickier parts of the church history, and I thought that would be something cool to get into. Mm-hmm. But so does that mean there's going to be an Adam Watson part two? I don't know if Adam, Adam, if you want to come back on, let's hash it out. Um, let's talk about that. But so there's that. I mean, and and for us, like if anyone wants to like talk, like reach out to me, and we can talk about specifics of anything. I mean, I'm open to talk about anything, and and we've talked about this and faith, politics. And, you know, like relationships, sex or whatever. I'm like an open book. I'll talk about anything. But when it comes to like just the highlights, I guess it's uh, it comes back to like our communication with with Bonnie and me over the last through 2020 and through 2021. We've made an effort to communicate more. And there have been things that I have personally been struggling with. Uh, the LDS church. There are things that she had been struggling with, with her, um, you know, her testimony of the LDS church. But in a, in some way we were like afraid to talk about it. And 2020 going through couples counseling, making an effort to be more open and communicating gave us the permission to kind of talk to each other about these things and open up to each other about it. And, you know, it's just, I don't know. I mean, both of us have different reasons. Um, for me, it's, it's more. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Like, if you're open to, like, you want sharing, like. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'll, why... I'll give you some of the, yeah. I'll give you the highlights. So, um, for me, it's been, my views have shifted over the last five years. And as more, I've, I've lost my confidence in, the leadership of the of the LDS church as prophets, seers, and revelators. I I think they're good leaders and good people, but I don't believe they fit the the definition of a prophet or a seer or a, or a revelator. And so that had become like a an issue for me. Were there any like specific examples of that or just kind of in general over time so there is yeah like as my views have changed towards homosexuality the 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 stance of the church and the leadership on the church the leadership of the church in it just comes off as to me as something that a prophet or a seer wouldn't do like the 2015 like um, now it's policy change. now it's changed the uh, policy, but at the time, you know, it was a revelation, right? And it's like a unanimous revelation. But then, like six months later, it's like now it's a policy, and and it's a policy change. You know, just inconsistencies like that. You know, then once you're once you kind of like, for me, once I started looking with a skeptical eye, at okay, so what does that mean? If I believe that homosexuality is not a disease, then what does it mean when BYU is studying, you know, conversion therapy or like electroshock therapy as like a cure for homosexuality? You know, what does it mean if, if, if men are, you know, if these men are prophets, what does it mean when, you know, for 130 years, they're saying like, oh, black people have been cursed by God. But then now it's like, you know, it's like 1978 comes and it's like a, now it's a policy change, you know. And then once you're open to 
for that and you start looking at you know church history if you just like for me it's like like forget any outside source or any like for just from the church website itself if you read through the gospel topics essays which i did and then compare that with emmanuel's that you're teaching or like in, on on sunday they're like oh this isn't consistent with itself you know so just st- st- stuff like that and then beyond that like one of the bigger things was april 2021 when like russell m nelson said during conference it's just like if you have doubts like like choose to believe essentially is what he was saying it's like choose to believe and don't entrench your doubts by rehearsing them with someone who may have similar doubts. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it goes contrary to what Bonnie and I were like been trying to do as like a couple, you know, we've been trying to in fact communicate more and be open. And that was, it was that night, that conference where, you know, we went to dinner that night and we're like, you know, we decided to talk about it um, to, you know, not follow the prophet at that point. But yeah, so I mean, there's that, that was, that was big. And then 2020 too. So like COVID having a, can I say something? Go go for it. So you and I have talked a lot and you and I had been talking about that before any of this stuff. And we had like, when we talk about how we have long conversations, that was a bunch of them. Yeah, that was a bunch of them. And I remember you told me like right after that talk where you were like, I didn't like that at all. Like it was, yeah. it was like an immediate made a big impression on you. Yes. That was a big it thing. It was for not, me. yeah, it was not something that you kind of glossed over like that stuck and it struck a chord with you. I remember that very vividly that you told me, Hey, and I want to say, I'll, I'll go, go back to 20, yeah, yeah, but yeah. something that you said to me that I think really struck me in all of our conversations, because there's a lot of things that, I liked and really made an impression was like when you're in it, there's a lot of little things and you can kind of just like look the other way right? or you can kind of justify like this or this or this or this. But when maybe when there's that moment of doubt or when there's that, you know, I'm not going to choose to defend this anymore. It's like, there's actually a lot of things like there's a lot of stuff like like church history stuff or current stuff or policy stuff or revelation stuff. There's just a lot. Um, and when you, like you said, kind of look at it more with a skeptical eye rather than just kind of going with the flow, like it makes sense. That it's like, I want to learn more and it opens, I don't know. So I just know like that stuck out to me when you said, when you're in it, it's a lot easier just to be like, well, I mean, here's why this happened or here's, here's why this happened. And that may or may not be true, but it makes me feel better. Yeah. Well, I mean, I remember on my mission praying like super hard. Um, and I was like praying, praying, it's just like trying to find the answer of like why god like i'm asking god it's like why did you command for polygamy right and i'm praying 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 over it and i got an answer i got an answer that like i would say is as much of an answer to a prayer that i've gotten that i've ever gotten right and but then my answer is not historically accurate. (laughs) So it's like, you know, it's like, I've, I've, I got an answer at that point while I was praying that satisfied me, you know, that it was like, okay. But that answer was a mixture of, you know, a little bit of 
what was read in the manuals with a little bit of what I had heard people say in the past. And those things together were the answer that I received. But then, you know, doing more research into it. And even just, I'm not talking like, because I've looked up all the other stuff too, like outside of church approved reading. But I'm saying just within the church approved gospel topics, like the just reading within the gospel topics essay does not fit my answer that I felt I got from God when I was on my on my knees on my mission. So it's just like stuff like that. Like, I don't know where I'm going with that, but I'm just saying like, okay, so going back to 2020, it gave us also an, a, a pause, you know, it's like, it gave us a moment to, to stop uh, a moment to think and, you know, a moment to like not, also enjoy, not go, to church. not go to church, like enjoy our Sundays. I remember like, yeah, Bonnie and I were like going to the park or something and we're like, Oh man, this is nice. <laughs> you is know what it's like to have two days on the weekend. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. But then once we're going, yeah, once we're going back to it's like Bonnie was more, she was taking the steps away from church. Already. And you even went by yourself. Right? I went for a few months. I was going by myself. Um, I was in the, I was called to, to be the ward clerk and I was spending a lot of time and doing something that it, it's the same thing. It's just like after that April conference, I felt like I didn't want to be a soldier anymore. You know, I felt like all my life I had just been obedient, you know, but it, to a leader of some, exactly obedient to, to leadership, to be just doing what I'm told and, and not questioning. But then at that point at that April conference, I felt like I don't want to be a soldier anymore. And I want to, like, I don't want to just obey for obey for obedience sake. And, um, so then I, but I did, when I got called to the word clerk, I was like, yes, like I just said yes without thinking, but I should have said no. If maybe if I said no, we'd still be kind of going to church, <laughs> but it's one of those things that like it's the word clerk gets you every time. Yeah. Like. It just was just like a little a mini part time job that yeah. I was not. We're I was doing a lot of the work that you were already doing all week long. <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm just like the church accountant, you know. So that was also like a catalyst. I think. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, because this made another probably the last thing I said, and this were the two biggest impressions. You told me, and I think it was during this time, you're like, the church just doesn't bring me any joy. Yeah, like, I'm going every week, and I'm doing all these things that I'm told I'm supposed to do. And if you're obedient to these commandments, you're promised certain things, right? I'm yeah. not, I'm not putting words in your mouth. No, but no, it's not even like, that. It's like, I felt like I always felt not good enough. So I'm doing all these things, but I never felt like I never felt uplifted. It'd been years since I felt like I, I did. I love church stuff and I did feel uplifted on my mission. Because I feel like you're, it's maybe a different experience. It's not real. It's, I don't want to say it's not real life, but it's like, you don't have any other cares in the world. Yeah. So it's like, it's different. But once you have kids, you're in it. You're like, I haven't, I, I've always felt like I was like falling short, you know, you're, I'm not doing enough. I'm not magnifying my calling enough. I'm, you know, it's like, Did a, you feel I like go to a conference and I always felt like there's, here's another list of things that you like 
are falling short on, right? And it, those were things that, like, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, and I've told you this, that, like, when I handed my keys to the bishop, like, I felt like a huge weight lifted off of me. Like, when we're like, hey, we're not going to come to church anymore. And he's like, I get it. <laughs> Our bishop is, by the way, he's super cool. Yeah, Like, I'm still, we still go do board games, like, every other Friday and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, he's like, it has been like a huge weight lifted off our shoulders. You feel, I felt so much lighter. Like, and I've, I've witnessed that. And I think maybe that's why it made such a big impression. Cause like you and I, I mean, we've been together since we we're like 13 and we yeah. have a lot of shared experiences through all this. And like that really stuck out to me too. It's like, it's not bringing me joy. Like if this thing in your life is draining you and it's separating you from your family and it's all these things like, that's a hundred percent understandable. Like, well, it was such a strain life. on us like, perf- personally. We have three kids that are little. We have a special needs child, and I'm like seven hours on Sunday at church, and Bonnie is like it, superwoman. Yeah, it's like she's <laughs> handling all of this, and I don't want to. I want to be here helping her. I don't want to be cutting checks like at the church or you know counting pennies or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's, and I, I, I love your experience and I love hearing the experiences of other people. And I think this is one of the things I was most excited to talk about when I thought, how funny is it? Can I go into mine yet? Or Yeah, no, go anything. Yeah. And and if anyone, and I know this is a big deal. And I, if Steve's grandma, if you want to talk to me about, we can, we can get on the phone and I'll, or Joe Staker, Joe Staker. I know it's like any anyone that listens, or Adam Watson. You know, you want to go over nuts and bolts. I'm happy to talk to anyone. Um, I I'm totally fine talking about anything. It's like if someone just wants to call me to like say I'm an idiot, that's fine too. No, that's like me too, Gonzo. <laughs> I, I think that's that's been kind of one of the fun things for me behind the scenes is like we see messages from people on Instagram or on Facebook or and uh and through email and you know there's a lot of people that have similar concerns similar experiences where like what what i've noticed is cool is people reaching out being very sympathetic and empathetic like hey i'm here if you want to talk about stuff right i'm also here if you want to bash the church i'm all for it like (laughs) the range and i guess my experience talking with you all these things is like i guess it's a feeling of gratitude I'll, I'll say it that way. Like, I'm grateful that you and I have a relationship where you could say, Steve, I don't believe in this crap anymore. <laughs> and, you know, I'm being facetious, but like, yeah, right. you expressed to me a lot of concerns and you and I would talk for like two or three hours. Like, I'm getting home at one o'clock in the morning. Um, and I don't think I ever fully expressed to you my feelings on it because I, I agree. There's a lot of things that don't make sense. And there's a lot of things that are very weird. And there's a lot of things that I can say the gospel according to Steve that helped me reconcile right. some of those thoughts. But I I always left our conversations feeling like I had learned something, but also very reflective of myself. Like when you said, this just doesn't bring me joy. Like right now is not bringing me the joy that I think I should be getting. My immediate thought was like, does it bring me joy? Like, can, I think another example you use is like when Superman save is like, I feel this, like, that's not the spirit. That's like the really cool touching part of the movie, but that's not the spirit. Um, it made me think like, 
in my experiences that I've had, like, do I have experiences where I think, well, like answers to prayers or something that's just not a coincidence? Like, what do I have in my past that is to me, my own personal evidences of a God or of the church or of this. And so it helped me a lot. And what I thought was so interesting about this is during this time from when you and I first started, it's like you have gone, it's like we've, we've diverged a ton. It's like, yeah, you are now not at the church. And since then I'm like, I'm in the bishopric now. <laughs> the funny thing, like when I told you that, I think you were probably like, wait, what? Like, Cause we had talked about so much stuff, like a lot of anti stuff, a lot of like, this doesn't make sense. Origins of the book of Mormon, yeah. like a lot of stuff. And for me, it's funny because you were like, when they asked you, you were like, I just said yes. It's like, when they asked me, I was like, I need a few days. To <laughs> this. And uh, so, like, I'm the second counselor in the bishopric. And I told the, the old second counselor, I was like, I told him. He's like, you told me you had to think about it. I was like, yeah. Like, I'm going to be spending time away from yeah. my family. And, like, this is not just, like, see you on Sunday calling for an hour. Like, right. this takes a lot of time. And what's funny is, like, a few weeks before, I was all, like, stressing out. Because I just go on Wednesday nights with the 12-year-olds. Yeah. And I was like, it's kind of putting a strain on my relationship with my wife. I don't know if I can do this every Wednesday. And uh, so I called like one of our young men's leaders from like when I was a kid, Brian Pryor. Yeah. And I was like, Brian, can you tell me what to do? Because I just like, I don't know. I mean, they're 12 and it's like for an hour on Wednesdays, but I'd rather just like not. But I, I felt like that whole time I was talking to him, like that was preparing me to think about those things. And I talked a lot with Natalie. It's like, hey, this is what we're going to do. And it's like, I'm not sacrificing my family for this calling. I try to do my best at it, but it's like, I'm trying not to just like brush my family aside because you and I had talked a lot about that. And it's like, I don't want my kids to ever be like, my dad was just never around. So was at church doing stuff or sorry, family. I know you're important, but like this thing is more important. It's like, I, I want to keep my life balanced in the right healthy way. Yeah. And so I just thought like the dichotomy, like just how, you and I have, at least when it comes to specifically the church, have like gone almost extreme opposites. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other than you're, at least not to me. I don't like you haven't been like uh, I'm angry. Not, I'm not, not a like, church hater. Yeah. No, it's fine. And I'm like, and I'm grateful for the great. There's there's been a good community. There's been a great. I had a great upbringing. And the things that and I I mentioned this to you in one of our like long talks it's just like the things that i found valuable and the things that i found important i still find important i still love sacrifice i still love hard work i still love honesty and integrity and those things i i'm gonna keep you know and and even like yeah and the great experiences i'm gonna keep i'm just not gonna be part of the organization or or Mm -hmm. or pay tithing (laughs) but it's just like i even had like a i'm you know, you have the opportunity at church to talk to people with good experiences. And, and sometimes like if you, and they, a lot of people talk about this Bishop roulette, you know, that it's like, depending on who you get, it's kind of like your experience is going to be. And I've been lucky because I've had great leaders all growing up. Mm-hmm. Even in our last ward, I was, I remember I had a meeting, like it was like a temple uh, recommend interview with our state president. And he's like, he said something that I, I hold dear to my heart. He's like, cause we were talking about things and we we're talking about, you know, my struggles, my, 
um, the pressures that I had been feeling. And he's like, it sounds like you got a lot of balls in the air. It's just like you, and you're out there juggling. He said, you know, you have a church ball, you have a, a work ball, you know, you have your marriage ball. So it's just like, you can drop any of those balls. So like your marriage one is made out of glass. So if you're like, it's okay to drop all the other ones, <laughs> you know? And it's just something that I'm like, yes, like, like it, it, he was talking about priorities and it's one of those things that, and like, I think you're mentioning the same thing too. Like in, as you're talking about callings, it's like, yes, your family, your marriage has got to be your number one priority. And, uh, and there are things like you talked about Brian Pryor. I hold him dear in my heart and the things that he's taught me, I still want to live by, you know, it's like, I think those were great. We had great leaders and a great, um, a great childhood, a great ad- adolescence in the church. And we had the opportunity for leadership and um, we had, and I cherish all those things, you know? So it's like, I'm not, I know there are people, and I, th- I think I've even mentioned this on the podcast. There are people who leave the church and feel like they were robbed of something. But I don't, I don't feel like that. I feel like I got all these great things and I'm going to keep them. You know? Yeah. And I, I love that you and I can talk about this and we can have, I, I think just really good conversations. Like I've learned a ton about it and it's helped me to be like, to, I guess to form more specific on my own personal observations, my perspectives, my experiences and what I believe. And I wouldn't be where I am without the conversations I have with you. So I find it invaluable. Um, and I think it'll be a, a, it'll make you a better second counselor. Cause when someone comes in and says like, Hey, do you know, Joe Smith did this, but yeah, I know about that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Crazy, huh? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and it's, and I, I encourage everybody to, and not even just with church stuff, like you and I talk about, talk to people who think different than you. Yeah. It will make you smarter. It will make you believe what you believe more or it will change your mind. And I don't think people should be so afraid of changing their mind. I don't think for a second people should be like, I don't want to look into that because I might change my mind. It's like your your opinion should change with new information. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like those people that don't want to go to the doctor because they might have something. It's like, COVID. It's you, like, if I don't get that COVID <laughs> diagnosis, I might not have COVID. Right? So it's like, well, you might already have it, you know? Yeah. So it's, no, I, I'm with you there. It's like, ah, we have to be, we have to be open to new information and open to, to, to change our positions if, you know, it based on new evidence. Mm-hmm. Right. So. And I don't know, like, I don't know. I don't care. I mean this in the right way. Like, I don't care what you believe. Like, I love you. Like, you're not a different person. Like, you haven't, you haven't changed who you are. And so, I don't know. Like, I don't care. Like, I just love you so much. And I, my, my main goal is like, I really hope Gonzo knows that. Like, I, you changing and going through in this. And like, I know you've had some hard experiences with different people, but it's like, I just love you. I don't even care. I really appreciate that. And I feel like, you have been a great support because a lot of the times I was, you know, just brain dumping with you like at night and just like going over all like 
all the thoughts that came through my mind and I felt it, it was great for me to have you and know that you weren't going to judge me and you have been amazing through it. It's like, you, you're still the same. You, you're still my friend, which I can't like, I can't say the same thing about everybody. You know, a lot of the times, you know, in my family, I went from in like, in my parents' eyes, I went from the smartest kid to the dumbest kid. <laughs> Well, you're still super smart. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks. So. <laughs> so, Steve, what are you? So, what do you want for the future? Like, what are your what are your your goals now? Like, I mean, what are your resolutions for 2022? Um, you know, I've thought a lot about this, and uh, there's a few things I think of, and I think it's maybe it's similar to a lot of people, but it's like you and I have talked about how. You know, we wanted to lose weight. We were exercising. We were running. We did a half marathon. Like, yeah. we did a half marathon this year. You did two of them. Yeah. And you're not a runner, but now you are a runner. Yeah, I mean, we did we did track in high school, but I've never been, like, a distance runner. I have, like, short legs. I'm not, like, a built – I'm, like, stocky. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, like, a – I don't have a runner's body. But it has been – running and exercising has been, like, amazing for me. Like, to deal with stress, to make me feel good, like, mm-hmm. about myself. So, yeah, it's been, I'm, I'm going to keep it up. So I, I love that. And I think, I just think heading into this new year, I have goals of that. Like I just want, I want to eat better. I think that's probably my, I, I go to the gym and I exercise, but I want to eat better. I think that that's probably where I'm at right now. Um, I think I'm going to start the year off doing the 75 hard thing. So maybe we'll take some photos and keep people updated or maybe not. I don't know. We'll see how, <laughs> how self-conscious I feel, but I, I feel really good about that. Uh, I have goals just with my business. I I want to look into, and I've been looking into trying to open up or get some land and open up a practice down here in Saratoga Springs. And so um, I think this next year will really stretch me a lot. I'm nervous. Like I didn't talk a lot about work this year, but this has been like super stressful year. And I've learned a lot about business and things that I would do different, things that I'm glad I did. Uh, relationships with employees and just a good team yeah i mean and that's something that as you when you start a practice you don't think that you think oh maybe the most challenging part was going to be keeping my customers my clients Mm -hmm. happy and you don't think about like the interpersonal relationships with employees and within employees is going to be like a big, you don't think like, Oh, who cares about that? But it, that's probably the most challenging part of like the people management has been yeah. so hard. Like this year, just, if, I mean, a couple months ago, like I, it wasn't working out with one employee. So I let, I let her go. It was an assistant of mine. And then like that same day, my other assistant was like, Hey, I quit. No, no, no. So I'm like, Oh gosh, I went from having two assistants to zero. And it's like just managing that. And I, I'm grateful for the people I work with because they, they made it possible. Like I have just amazing girls that work in my office and I love them. Um, and I've learned a lot. There's things that I would do different, but I, I've learned a lot about running a business. I've learned a lot about being a dentist, a healthcare provider, and just trying to improve my bedside manner of just treating people as an individual, um, not just one size fits all. And so I want to open up a practice in Saratoga. I, I mean, I love driving to West Jordan, but I would love driving only five minutes. <laughs> I have a place I want to buy. Um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But that's on my list of what to do for this year. And of course, I think for us, like, I want to keep up doing the podcast. But how about you? You have any goals for this next year? Yeah, I, 
you know, we talked a little bit about running and I want to keep, I've been, this year I've been exercising steadily, probably the, the most steady I have like since high school. And it's been amazing. It's been great um, for my self-esteem and for like the, yeah, the way I feel and about my body. So it's been great. And, you know, it's like, if I'm not going to believe in the resurrection, I got to keep this body as healthy <laughs> as I can. So, um, so, no. <laughs> so I want to, uh, I want to have exercise be like part of my daily routine, you know, for the rest of my life. So that's, that's it. I uh, also, I want to, and I did this a little bit this year, but I want to do it more often to do a one-on-one thing with my kids. So like take one of my girls and like go to dinner, just like me and Amelia or me and Rose mm-hmm. and do one, like uh, just a, uh, like me and her alone time. Um, like last year we went to like, a, or maybe it was 2019. Dang, 2019. I like kind of started it. I did it a little bit this year. Um, but I want to make it like a regular, like maybe once a month we go out and just do something just like a one-on-one thing with my kids. I want to do that. That's awesome. Um, and then, you know, I want to, we have had, this year has been very challenging with Oliver and, you know, his diagnosis and his school. And, um, I want to be more supportive. I mean, Oliver is such a mama's boy and he's always like clinging onto Bonnie. I want to be, I don't want Bonnie to feel that Oliver is her burden to carry. I want to be more helpful. I want to do better as a, as a father to him and not let the excuse that he wants to be with Bonnie be an excuse. I want mm-hmm. to engage with him too. So, I mean, then those are, I'm not, I've never been a resolution guy, so I'm not like a resolution person. I, and the, the and in fact, this year I've been trying to, I've let go of like the future and I've just been trying to live in today mm-hmm. and, and uh, do what I can today. And so I'm, I'm planning to keep that going. I, I love, I think that's good. I, I love like the one-on-one idea with the kids just taking out for, cause it's easy to forget about that. Yeah. And it's easy to just treat everybody like, Hey, the whole family is doing this all together every time. And I, I agree. I think that, I don't know that makes me want to figure out something like that. I, like, like I've that. done something with the girls. Like we've gone like one Saturday morning, I took both of them and we went to Nickel Cade mm-hmm. or uh, there was a Sunday that we went and saw like a movie. So we went to the movie, but it was just me and the girls I want to take time to do a one-on-one. Because, just Amelia. Yeah. Just, just Rose. Just Rose. Yeah. I, I, and I'm, the girls would love it. Like, the girls love you. Like, your girls, they love their dad so much. <laughs> and so I think one-on-one time, that that would be great. And I, I've been trying to do stuff like that, but I think if I made a conscious effort, like, okay, this is the day that I'm doing this with Wesley. This is the day that I'm doing this with Callie. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, just what do you want to do? And like letting them, whatever they choose, like today is your day. With yeah. And I will not pull my phone out and I will just be with you. Cause I think that's something I get to work on. Yeah. I want to make that a priority. I want to do that stuff. I love kids. that. Okay. But for sure, we're going to keep doing this podcast. Oh, absolutely. And, and I want to do, I want to do our, our thought of like bringing other people in more bonus episodes. We'll do, I want to get Brian Pryor. 
come out and do a bonus episode. I want Brian Pryor. I want Joe, Joe Staker. Staker. Yeah. I want Patty Stedman. Yeah. I, I, there's a bunch of people I'd love to talk to. And uh, I think what we'll do is, like, obviously we'll keep doing the 2004 class. And I think maybe we'll just kind of branch off and it'll be, like, Stephen Gonzo podcast. Mm-hmm. And we'll we'll do something similar but with other people and just really just engage a lot of people. I think... If nothing else, this has just been great for you and me. I think it's been great for a lot of people. They like listening. Um, and so just giving us something, I don't know, <laughs> another reason to hang out more. <laughs> yeah. If nothing else. But uh, I think it'll be awesome. So we'll keep it up. All right. Should we uh, get some special guests on? Special guests right now. Okay. All right. We have some sp- a few special guests. You going to say your name? Hi. My name is Callie. My favorite thing to do is watch TV. All right, we have another special guest. <gasps> Hi, my name's Amelia. I like to make comics. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what, your turn. All right, what's your name? Hi, my name is Wesley. My favorite thing to do is play video games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My name is Rose, and my favorite thing to do is talk like a baby. (laughs) (laughs) And you're really good at that. (laughs) Okay, thanks, guys. Okay. Okay, so that's it for our special bonus episode. One of hopefully many to come in the future. Uh, Thank you. Thanks, everyone that listens. Uh, Thanks... Thanks to everyone that interacts with us, that sends us messages or voice memos. We really appreciate it. We have, we're excited for this new year. We have like a uh, good guest coming on and we plan to keep it going. Yeah. I can't wait. I think it's just going to get better and better. Like you made the joke that if you listen to the first episodes, we were like zero intro. Okay. Today we're talking to so-and-so right into it. And now <laughs> yeah. it's like. It's just a way that we can kind of just have everybody be involved. And I think it's awesome. So thanks, everybody. Like Gonzo said, I just echo him. Thanks. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.